And welcome back to the Deeper Grace Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Phillips, and Pastor Wayne Murray joins me every week. Pastor, how are you? I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry early Christmas to you as well. Any uh, Christmas decorating going on in the Murray household yet? We have already done it inside mm-hmm. and outside. We kind of planned ahead a little at a time and we're ready. Yeah. We it's just, a good feeling. We just ordered our tree. Well, today is Tuesday, so we ordered it Monday. We're a little behind. You do the live tree? Um, or no. are you do an artificial? Oh, artificial. What about you? We, we always do artificial. The yeah. pre-lit tree, that's the way to go. Well, the... The real trees are kind of a pain. I've never done a real tree. I've just yeah. seen too many videos of them going up in flames in people's houses. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. But I, wow. I know I know a lot of people do it the right way and take care of it and put it in water and stuff like well, that. Well, that was that was why I was going to say I don't do it because since you never had one, what happens is when you get a real tree, is the the pines start falling apart everywhere right. and it gets all over. But the, the floor. smell would probably be awesome. Yeah, having is. a real tree there. It is. It's cool. It's yeah. really prickly, but yeah, it's really cool. So, mm. yeah, I mean, Christmas is probably one of my favorite times of the year. It's my favorite holiday. Yeah, so. mine too. I love it. There's a lot that goes into it. Of course, of course, the birth of Jesus. Um, right. Being around family. Here's the thing about me. I love presents. Of course. I'm a big presents guy. So yeah. I'm like, what do you get me for Christmas this year? So, yeah. um, and then. Uh, I this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm a big NBA guy. So NBA on Christmas is like NFL yeah. on Thanksgiving to a lot of people. So. That's become quite the tradition, you know. NBA games starting at what noon, noon. and yeah. going till midnight. Yeah. By the way, how about those Pacers taking out the Warriors last night? That was impressive. Come wasn't on, somebody. It? I was watching that. Amen. Yeah. And they they were missing like three or four starters. Uh, the so. Pacers were. I know. Yeah. And the Warriors were playing everybody. Yeah. I don't so, mind seeing the Warriors lose, and I love seeing the Pacers win. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, hey, great message on Sunday. Thank you. So I appreciate that. It was, um, I think it was an appropriate one. It was uh, over Christmas joy. Right. Why would you decide to go that route? I was um, reading the Christmas story, and uh, uh, really the, the verse that stood out to me uh, when the angel pronounced... Uh, I bring you good tidings, which will be great joy to all people. So something about that word joy just really jumped out like, hey, Christmas is supposed to be joy. That's one of the gifts that we've been given at Christmas is the gift of joy. And, uh, you know, we talked about in the message that people look for joy at Christmas uh, in a lot of ways. You know, by watching a Christmas movie or following a certain Christmas tradition or something like that. And there and what we will find in those moments really are happiness. Mm-hmm. But the truth is those moments don't last. And God has a a joy that lasts, a joy that's every day, a joy that lasts forever. And uh so I just really tried to help people focus on the fact that, you know, God offers us a joy that lasts way past December 25th. Mm-hmm. You brought up a fact that you said, um, I think you kind of just hit on the point a little bit, and I wanted to see if you could a little bit more. You said God, um, this is in the sermon, God has a different kind of joy. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean by that? Well, it's about the difference between joy and happiness. 
we can be happy for moments at a time, uh, but the truth is it doesn't last. Right. So uh, I've heard it, somebody put it this way, that happiness is based on circumstances, but joy is based on a person. And of course, that's Jesus for us. Now, joy doesn't mean that you're never going to have trouble or you're not going to have difficulty or or even times where you don't feel great about anything. But joy is something deeper than that, is that I've got an eternal perspective. I've, I'm looking forward to uh, heaven and eternity. And uh, and that's the kind that's the different kind of joy that God offers us. Right. That's good stuff. You said that's good. That's good. You said um, joy comes from an eternal perspective. Right. What exactly? How? how, how what does that mean? When uh, it's it, there's a lot of reasons to be sad right now. Right. In the world in 2022, we look around, we listen to the news. You know, the number of people who are battling anxiety uh, in some way seems to be growing. And there's just a lot of sadness. But the reality is we live in a broken, sad world. And so if we put our focus on the here and now, uh, there's going to be sadness. But our hope is that it's not always going to be like this because we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth with new bodies, new everything. And God's going to make everything right uh, in eternity. And so our joy comes from living with an eternal perspective, which says it's not always going to be like this. Right. You know, maybe somebody's listening right now and you're going through some challenging stuff, uh, maybe heavy stuff. And I just want to encourage you. It's not always going to be this way. Right. The circumstances are not always going to be like this. There will be a day, uh, if not in this life, then in eternity when it won't be like this. And that's what we want to live with that kind of perspective. I haven't really um, been too open about this to a lot of people, but around this time last year, I went through a bunch of stuff. Is that right? Yeah, mental, a bunch of mental health issues. Um, it actually started when I got COVID. It was weird. Mm. Um, my wife got it. And then, um, I mean, we were trapped in the house for about three straight weeks. We missed, we, we missed Thanksgiving for the second year in a row because oh, of it. Um, we were just in the house and, uh, started getting attacked. Um, and that joy was just, the life was sucked out of me. The enemy was really attacking me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, it's when you're in the, when you're in the midst of trials, um, it's so hard to be like, listen, what you just said, it's not always going to be like this. It's hard to think about that because you don't really see an ending. So let me turn the table and ask you the question. So uh, that part of the message on Sunday, how did that help you in light of what you just said? Because you've been down, you've been battling depression how how does hearing the uh encouragement that joy comes from an eternal perspective what does that mean to you well comes from it it's it's hard i mean as i said when now that i'm on the other side Mm -hmm. of i I still deal with things but um, sure 
and here's the thing. I'll just make this really short. I, I, I went out and I seeked help eventually because I've been dealing with mental health issues for about a decade. Okay. Um, but it really hit me hard uh, early December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, God's with you through it all. Right. Um, and that was, that's, I mean, that's pretty much what you said in the grand scheme of things on Sunday. It was, you know, it's not always going to be like this. Brighter days are ahead. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm 85% uh, past it all, I can feel like I'm somebody now that can help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, be like, listen, I know what you're going through. Um, it's tough. You might only see dark clouds ahead of you. Mm-hmm. But God is with you through it all. And in the midst of your strongest trials, that's when Jesus is closest to you. And I think I appreciate you saying that because I think far too many people give up, you know, based on how they feel. And uh, just want to encourage, again, anybody who who might be struggling with depression or or, or anything close to that to not feel less than or any kind of a stigma that's attached to that but just to hear the very real truth it's not always going to be like this mm-hmm. you're not always going to feel this way so as as much as you can don't trust your feelings and 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 trust what's true which we know what's true is eternity is waiting for those who follow Jesus so don't quit and i will say this and uh, medicine has helped me. I, I, you know, sometimes medicine is what sure. the way out is. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, well, think, let me just say something to that because uh, one of the reasons we have medicine is that's also a gift from God. Right. And doctors and medical professionals, these are people who are gifted by God to help people. They're anointed to do their job. Right. So, you know, God, God provides healing in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is through medicine. And cause there's a, you know, we, we, we can really take a long time if we wanted to, but there's mm-hmm. a, a physical, uh, a, a, a mental uh, and a spiritual component to how we feel and, and all of that. And so most of the time addressing depression or, or mental health is, some level of all three of those areas right. in some some levels. And um, I, as I um, was saying, that was a good point. The medicine does help, but one thing that I realized was that my relationship with God was not nearly what it should be. Hmm. Um, and it had not been nearly what it should be. I was just going through the motions, you know, going to church, um, getting up every day, <laughs> reading the shortest psalm possible in the Bible just to say I could read my Bible. Yeah. Um, and then doing that. But when I started to draw my strength from the Lord, even the times where I didn't feel Him, mm-hmm. I knew that He was close to me. I remember one night I was struggling bad. Mm. And I was, I remember where I was at. We were at my at our, our apartment at the time. And I was sitting there at the the counter, and I was just a mess. And Kayla was sitting there with me, and we were talking. And I remember the Lord just told me out of nowhere, he said, I'm always on time. Mm. 
And that was really one of the first times that I've ever heard from God. Wow. And it was one of the most powerful moments of my life. But as I said, uh, I still go through stuff, but that's, you know, if people want to talk to me about it, I'm very open about it. Yeah. And here's the good news. Even though you still go through stuff, there will be a day when you won't. And we take joy in yeah. that. That's the eternal perspective mm-hmm. that we're that we're talking about. Do you know how long I've been hearing that Jesus is coming soon? Yeah, I've I've grown up in the, I've I grew up in an apostolic Pentecostal church, and yeah, they've been saying Jesus is coming soon. And yeah. It's going to be a great day, but yeah, well, I guarantee I've heard it more than you because I'm older than I you. I bet you and, have. And but the reality is, because you know I'm over fifty now, uh, it's amazing how the thought of heaven, the thought of eternity becomes more real to me mm. and more joyful to me. You know, when you're younger, you're like, well, I want to, I want to experience everything in life. And, yeah. and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But the older you get, the more you realize, man, this world's broken and you know, God's got something better for all of us. And that's, that's where our joy comes from. I'm, I mean, I'm only, I'm 27. Yeah. So, and I mean, I see I'm twice too. your age, man. Are you? Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. <laughs> what were you doing at my age? Were you were you you were a pastor by my age? Are you twenty right? seven? Twenty seven. I started pastoring this church when I was twenty seven. And it's been twenty five years. Twenty five years. Wow, that is correct. Well, we celebrated it this year. I should know that. Yeah. So, um, but back to the sermon a little bit here. Um, I guess your next point. This past Sunday when you were talking was you said joy is strengthened in the presence of trials. We literally just talked about that. So right. is there anything else you want to hit on in that point? No, I think uh, this also comes with having a little bit of age and perspective. You know, when I look back on my life, the times where I grew the most spiritually uh, was in the difficult times, yeah. in the dark times, uh, in the hardest times. And of course, I never want to go through those things again, but I'm grateful for what God did in me through those things. So we can take joy uh, in the presence of trials and difficulties. And that's what James says. He says, he goes, he goes, consider it pure joy, James chapter one, when you walk through trials, because it's an opportunity for great joy. Right. You know, so we can respond to difficulty and trial one of two ways we can be upset about it and complain or we can just say god i I thank you that you're making me better you're making me stronger uh, through all of this that's how you get joy stronger in trials this might be a weird question but i'm going to ask it anyways you're the leader of a, a fairly big church um and people look to you for advice they you know you're people's role model um how do you find joy in tough times? I mean, I know that you look to the Lord, mm-hmm. but is there, you know what I'm trying to say? I think so. Uh, again, looking back on my life, uh, when I was walking through a difficulty or a challenge or a trial, God always provided a person or a group of people to give me the word of encouragement or prayer support. I'll never forget, I was walking through one very, very difficult time in our life and it had to do with the church we were part of. And, you know, God sent this, I was at this meeting, this youth pastors conference, and 
and this guy began to move in a word of knowledge and he didn't know me from anybody, but he, I mean, he just read my mail Mm. and and it was like, Hey, God sees, God knows. And here's what's God, God's doing. And I'm just weeping and crying, uh, because I'm like, Oh man, God sees, God understands. And it gave me hope because God cared enough to speak to me through somebody else. And so, uh, I, I think that reminds us that we all think when we're going through difficulty that we're going through it by ourselves. God knows. God sees. He does. God understands. Don't allow yourself to be isolated from the people who can speak encouragement to you. That's why church is important and having godly relationships are important. We need those people in our lives to help us when we're walking through trials. And you know why? That's a good That's a good plug to join a small group here. No doubt. Place. That's why. That's one of many reasons why we think being part of a small group is a huge, huge priority. So I, I was on the phone uh, earlier this week with an older lady yeah. in our church who was in the hospital and uh, I asked her if she needed anything. And she's like, no, I don't. She goes, my small group has just been uh, inundating me with texts and calls, checking on me, praying for me and all of that. And I'm like, I just smiled. I'm like, that's exactly what we want. Nobody walks through the valley alone. Uh, we like to call our small groups valley walkers around here. Yeah. You know, we're walking through valleys together. And that's how you get through joy. That is. You have other people around you that right. helps you uh, get through the tough times. So, yep. Um, you said joy is always going on around the throne of God. Yeah. And you used Psalm 1611 where it says, in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures evermore. And uh, I wrote down the note. Actually, my wife wrote down the note. I have, I was holding the baby the entire time when you were teaching okay. on Sunday. So, okay. Um, she was sleeping, so I don't know if you want to say that. The baby a, or your wife? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, <laughs> well, I'll leave that up to I'll you. I'll talk to Kayla on Sunday. Um, yeah. She, she put, wrote down, complain is the number one joy sucker. Right. Go ahead. Well, the Psalm 100, verse 4, uh, says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. And, and of course, the verse you read before that in your presence is fullness of joy. The reality is God is a God of joy and God is in a constant state of celebration. He is surrounded by joy because he is joy. And so if I need joy in my life, I need to be closer to God. I need to fellowship with God. I need to connect with God. That's where joy comes from. And then Psalm 100 says the way to access the presence of God, we enter his gates of his presence with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. That's gratitude. So gratitude attracts the presence of God, which God is joy. So that means gratitude attracts joy. Right. Complaining is the opposite. Complaining actually repels the presence of God. That's why I call it a joy, really? joy sucker. Yeah. Think about all the times in the Old Testament where the people of God were complaining. Bad things happen to those people. Yeah. You know, so God hates complaining. And so we need to we need to be able to complain to God about our stuff. We can do that. Just read the Psalms and you can see all that. But when we're complaining about God, that's when that's when we don't want to be part of that. And so we live in a culture of complaining. We're complaining about everything. And the problem is it's robbing us of joy. It really and is. And so if we could just choose, we have to choose it to be grateful for the smallest thing if necessary, but choose gratitude over complaining and joy is going to follow. What happens when you like 
because this is hap- this happens to me quite a bit. Um, you're, what happens when you're talking to somebody and they're the ones that's always complaining to you about stuff and yeah. it's sucking the joy out of you? Well, that's where, uh, number one, you encourage that person to choose joy by being grateful. You know, say, hey, what are you grateful for? Is anything good happening in your life? <laughs> Question like that. Or you just need to walk away <laughs> because that person can really uh, suck the joy out of your life as well. Um, as we wrap up the sermon, and then we'll quickly hit on what's going on here at Grace because we got a lot going on right now. Um, you put Psalm 98 uh, in the sermon notes for, the, for this week, and you right. had everyone repeat it with you. Right. Um, what's the significance of those eight verses? When, uh, since I was preaching about Christmas joy, yeah. uh, naturally my mind went to the song Joy to the World. Yep. I started to dig into the history of that song and found out that Isaac Newton, when he wrote it 300 years ago, adapted the words to the song from Psalm 98. And Psalm 98 is all about expressing joy to the Lord. And so we, we uh, spoke those verses together and then we sang the song together. So do you want me to sing it right now? No, I, I don't either. I don't, I don't know if I want you to yeah, do that. Yeah, there are a number of listeners would go down. But, you know, the reality is when we think about joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. That's right. a, he modified that from Psalm 98. And again, just reminding us that joy comes from the presence of God. And the more we are, uh, the more the, the closer we draw to the Lord, the more joy we're going to have. Didn't you used to lead the worship team or something? When you first started? Or well, when ch- we first started here, there were 26 people. Uh, <laughs> so there was no one else. Yeah. My wife played the keyboard, and she's great. Yeah. But then I led worship, so yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but that church has outgrown my ability to lead it in worship a long time ago. Um, before we wrap up, um, what's going on at Grace here the next couple of weeks? We've got some services. and Well, you've got we've got... Christmas is obviously a, a busy time because we're celebrating a lot. Uh, but ultimately, there's a lot going on. But Christmas Eve is what we really want everybody to focus on. And remember, we've got three services, uh, December 23rd, uh, which is Christmas Eve Eve at 7 o'clock. That's a Friday. And then two services on Christmas Eve Saturday, uh, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, so we're excited. We've, we, we feel like there's going to be a lot of people there. And, we're just going to celebrate, have a great time, and uh, have some fun, read the Christmas story, right? Uh, celebrate, light some candles. It's going to be fun. Last year was pretty good. Yeah. You're you going to be able to top that this year? Well, we'll see what happens. How early do you start preparing for the Christmas Eve service? Um, once a Christmas Eve service is over, we'll start debriefing about the following year. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So it's it's a year long kind of Yeah, thing. I mean we don't give a hundred percent attention to it all year yeah. long, but we want to put the bones in place as far ahead as possible. But you know, there's you you have to try hard to mess up a Christmas Eve service, right? People yeah. want to sing Christmas carols, they want to hear the Christmas story, and uh they want to light some candles. Last year let's was cool. not let's not make it any harder than that. Because last year you you sat underneath that dimmed light right in the middle of the stage and you 
you read the Christmas story. So it's how you read the Christmas story that makes it fun. And it's how you light those candles that makes it fun. And yeah. So. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Deeper Grace podcast. Christmas is right around the corner. Don't forget, as Pastor Wayne said, we got a couple services coming up December 23rd, December 24th. Our Christmas services, we got three of them, uh, December 23rd at 7 and December 24th at 2 and 4 p.m. We hope you're there. We hope you invite some guests to come along with you as well. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. God bless you.